Welcome to the Empowered Global Women in Business podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Empowered Global Women and Business Podcast. Hi everyone, Elle Ballard is here today and I am excited to welcome my new guest on our show. I am just excited for this conversation. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Welcome, Tanya. Ah, thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Great to have you. Thank you for taking the time. So before we jump on, I always love to introduce my guests and I'd love to introduce Tanya. Starting out at age 25, Tanya Alvarez self-funded her first New York ad agency using credit cards and achieved zero to one million in revenue in the first year. Wow, impressive. Along the way, she traveled to 42 countries, completing the Boston and NYC marathons and half Ironman, all while battling a rare brittle bone condition. Wow. Tanya Alvarez, a classic underdog story. She is on a mission to help you own your life, not just your business. Through Owners Up, Tanya aims to empower you to win at work without losing at home, utilizing facilitated accountability sprints to scale your business sanely and enable you to live your ideal life now. Welcome, Tanya. First of all, your story is so powerful. Uh, thank you for being here and thank you for able to share it. Why do you do what you do? Why did you choose this field for your business? So immediately what I realized when I was running my first business is here I was 25, a young Latina, and there's all these entrepreneur groups, but like it's when you hit a million, you can get into it. So I was hitting a million. And when I would go into it, it was just all white men, right? Mm -hmm. And here I was not only a female, a minority, because I was a Latina, and they were doing like more of like brick and mortar or different types. And I didn't have like, I needed so many like questions to be answered. And my family, my friends were super supportive, but unfortunately, sometimes they don't have answers because they're not entrepreneurs, right? So another thing I noticed is that I knew what I was doing sometimes, but I needed to have focus. I needed to have a feedback loop and I needed to have accountability because even though we come from a structure, so all of a sudden we go from a corporate world or school and it was a structure, right? There was a deadline, there was this ranking somehow, and you just kind of went through it. Then all of a sudden you have all this freedom as you're an entrepreneur and you're just like, whoa, you either become overwhelmed or you're not in action because you're a perfectionist, which we all are in some way, or we overanalyze things, right? And then we're kind of like, what's going on? And we're spinning our wheels. And I was like, why isn't there a program 
where you're instantly like having this thing where it's like there's a deadline everyone's going after each other's like different goals but we're all in this journey together and we can all leverage what we're all learning so imagine if you're a group of five people going after the same goal right in the sense of building a profitable business and having a life and then you can learn hey don't hire this VA if you hire this VA do this and then you're also held accountable to those goals so you get out of the spinning the wheels based on whatever it is, perfectionist, overanalyzing, all of that. And that's what I created. And that came back from, you know, my running dates. And what I mean by that is like, even if I was going to do another like Boston Marathon, I always join a team. I know exactly what to do. I know how to get myself in shape and anything, but I am not foolish enough to not train with others. Because no matter how much why, like in the sense of like, I want to finish this, I want to do this time, my willpower isn't going to be like 100% every single day. So when I train with others, I'm actually showing up not only for myself, for that other person, and then going intense, right, during that time and learning from it and then having a coach course correct me. And so that is what Owners Up is. And that's why I want more entrepreneurs to actually succeed and like, women, it's less than, I would say, I think the current stat is 12% who go over a million. Now you put into like minorities in the sense of ethnicities, it's like three or 4%. And we come from cultures that are so supportive, right? But yet we're in an entrepreneur world, we're in this path all alone. And and it's a lot of like, um, personal belief systems that's like even if you're an overachiever there's something there there's a story there that we haven't really surfaced beautiful love that so much um definitely agree definitely love what you do so needed um yeah and in addition to all this overwhelm that we have to do daily all the new skills we have to you know catch up on or adding to our to-do lists you know, or, you know, whatever it is, there's so many things to, in addition to that, there is, you know, there is a cultural barrier that we grew up with, right? That's what I like to also talk about at Women of the World Network, because there's so many cultures and, 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 and belief systems and childhood, you know, some programming that is just so much. <laughs> so I, I love that. Up, right. Every time, like, if there's like a, if you're stuck, it's usually some sort of story, that yes. might not even be your own that, you know, you got from your family or something yes. you've observed and you made it mean something. You know, you're born to, it's just, there's always some, something like that. So I love how you organize this group where you help others to, with the accountability fact. I love that. So, um, okay. So, and I know we're going to post a link, by the way, for Tanya at the end, uh, when we publish this. Uh, so make sure you check those out. Now that leads me, we touched on uh, cultures and upbringing a little bit. That leads me to my next question is, uh, how has your background limited or favored you? So I was raised by a single mom. She immigrated from Colombia and she raised four kids on her own. Mm. And my oldest has the rare disease um, called osteogenesis imperfecta, which is brittle bones. And she's been in a wheelchair since she was very young. She's broken over 200 bones. I have that, but in a, like a, a form that's like, I'm able to, as you know, marathons, Ironman. So my bones are just more about, um, they're more that they can break 
but um, luckily I work out and, it, and it's helping, but it's not as severe as my sister. So all that being said is I've grown up where like, there's times when, when I was growing up that we didn't know if like some, you know what I mean? Some of the things that like some food, we always had like milk and all that, but not the luxuries or not this other stuff. And so growing up, I realized that I just need to work harder. And then also I need to be more resourceful. Mm-hmm. And that was my gift in being an entrepreneur because I didn't think, oh, I need, I need to, um, oh, I wish I had this money. I wish I had that. No, I was like, okay, what do I have? Right. What, what are my strengths? What do I have? And how can I leverage this to go? I mean, let's get started. So for example, even in my first business, I only had a credit card. I was already in like some debt from college, right? Dealing with the loans. And I was like, okay, what do I do? I am good at presenting. I know what I'm worth, right? And I just started making phone calls. So there was an, oh no, my website or this or that. It was just go time. And I think people get stuck with like the things that they don't have instead of leveraging and thinking, what am I really good at? And what can I leverage? And how can I be resourceful? Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned a little bit of uh, your family and condition because you, you is that condition you did Ironman as well. I mean, I, this whole question that there's a question that comes first question that comes to me is what was the biggest factor I think that in your mind helped you overcome that and and really go through the marathon and Ironman and and you know you didn't you didn't keep it to yourself as an excuse. You actually went ahead and did all of these things. You didn't, you know, having this credit card that you didn't let that stop you. Um, what was the major factor that helped you? You think just one, maybe one of the few biggest things. Yeah. One of the gifts is um, because my sister has a little bit more severe um, osteogenesis imperfecta, which is um, OI in the short term is that, she, I could, she taught me a lesson that life isn't promised, right? So I don't actually know, like people her age, it depends on how well they take care of themselves. Some live until 30, 40 right now. And so I was always like, I need to do live my fullest because tomorrow isn't promised. So I learned early on that. So anytime I had something, I was like, you know, there's people have it worse than me and I can just come move forward. And I want everybody to know that I think that being a self-made person is a myth. And I'm, I'm actually over that story because that is so not true. Right. But they, they, everybody loves that story. And it's more about like the family, the friends I had, the support, like even though my mother was an immigrant and she came here. She was the first person I said, should I start my business? And she goes, yeah, of course. And I said, well, what happens if I fail? And she goes, you'll be exactly where you are working for somebody. I was like, okay, that's true. And I go, well, what happens if I fail? Nobody wants to hire me. And she goes, you wouldn't want to work for a company like that. And just like that, I was like, yeah, when you start thinking about what you're going to lose by taking action, you realize it's not that bad. Yes. Yeah. Such a wise mother you have. (laughs) <laughs> yeah pretty considering that like you know yeah coming from her resources she should be more like based on society in this scare uh scarcity mindset right yes yeah. she was like directing me to follow my dreams and not yeah, go yeah. the secure route because entrepreneurship as we all know isn't you know secure <laughs> yes 
Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I love that. Um, I just love this conversation. I feel like I want to go like outside of that. <laughs> and I feel like I would ask so many questions, right? So, okay. So let me see. What was your biggest lesson uh, or something that you had to overcome? And I mean, you already, to me, overcome so much, um, you know, while building your beautiful life, beautiful business. Now you're building this business to help other, um, other women in business as well. But what would would you say was your biggest lesson while building a business and life as a multinational, a multicultural woman? That's a great question. Um, just trying to think which one is a story. Yeah. I'll tell you that's a recent one. So um, I have this go-getter kind of like um, overachiever attitude. And when I was going through um, IVF, which is a fertility to get uh, pregnant, they were told me I had a 7% chance of having just one kid. Wow. And that was a really hard thing because it's not something you can work harder, right? right. You can't do anything. Can't do anything about and it. so like, I had to learn how to surrender and surrender felt to me like, at that time, like before, I would think surrender is negative, right? But what I realized is surrender is just going with the flow and not forcing it. And that was one of my biggest lessons. And also being very clear and support and not having an attachment, just know I wanted to have a family, however that looked like. Yeah. And so I ended up, I'm really lucky. I have two miracles and I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old right now. But that was the biggest Kind of like it, it was from like working hard, doing things, being resourceful to, oh, wow, this is something I can't work harder. You know, I can only do a certain amount yeah. of things and just believe. And then it happened. And I've been fortunate, you know, it was a small percentage. It was a lots of like, I went through six rounds, pricing and everything. And I was fortunate to have that, but um, it, it was a situation. So that was one of the big ones I recently, mm. I guess, right? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful surrendering. Yeah, I've learned that too, that I remember I, I think I posted on Instagram about surrendering, you know, situations in life like a life like this where you 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 feel like you want to control it, but you cannot really control it. And the only thing is to surrender. But I think when we reach that point, we there is so much wisdom around that awareness, even reaching that awareness for me, I realize that, you know, it's and then what I the, the other thing I realized once I was in that state of surrendering, things actually worked out. Yes, right. I took that energy that I guess that stress or that fight or flight around it or that push around it, and you know, I just let it and everything fell into place. So I love that, it Thank flowed, you. right? But then yes. you of like surrender in the beginning as like a negative, like you're resisting it, right? Yes, yes, you're resisting, yeah, because because you know, we we women we build business we we've used to take you know and i'm also to action taker as well so i just it's all about okay let's just go do this right but and then there are situations where it's out of your really control yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah beautiful beautiful and congratulations on two kids oh i love that thank you <laughs> miracles um thank you for sharing that personal story Okay, so I am, as you know, founder of Women of the World Network. I am so passionate. And, and the numbers that you quoted at the beginning, that's the very reason why I do what I do, right? And, you know, even though we grew up, like you said, you know, in a very supportive um, environments and families, and there are so many other factors that 
for some reason, not a lot of women achieve. And then you go to minority women building businesses. It's even if yeah, smaller number. Um, how do we, how do we help more minority women? And I know there are probably so many answers. It's a big, big question, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big question. And I know we all do our parts in helping for this to accomplish. You have accountability, and I'd love to check out your group and 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 what you do in your business. And you know, we do what we do here. I love celebrating women like yourself and uh, women of the of the world like yourself too. I think immediately I'm about, even if it's not accountability, coming up with another person. So I, what I've noticed with women is that we show up for others sometimes more than we show up for ourselves. Yes. Right. So yeah. like we have an appointment or a client, oh, we're not going to miss that. We're not going to move that. Say, um. Oh, I'm going to do it later. We show up. But then when we have to do work ourselves or things that are move the needle in our business, we're like, oh, I've already like I'm tired or whatever it is. And then you move that goal to next week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now I wonder if every woman grabbed somebody or had connected, not grab somebody, connected with somebody who was also going through that goal and they showed up and did it together, right? And then they were able to kind of like fun challenges, but hold each other accountable. So sometimes like if I'm, if I'm resisting something, um, I ask myself, why am I resisting? And then from there, I like make an appointment with either like somebody that I know who's going through something. And then we do it at the same time. So not only am I showing up for myself, but I'm showing up for them and supporting them. That's another way we can go past that. Because I think a lot of um, the first steps is a lot of women have brilliant ideas, but they're not taking the actions, yeah. right? And yeah. if you can come from a place of how can I support somebody else and support myself, I think everyone will accelerate and then we'll grow quickly together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And goes back to that self-made that it's not really self-made. Yeah. Know, it's a, it's an, a joint effort. And yeah. And I love that quote, you know, when we raise every uh, boats rise together or something, something along those lines. I love that quote because when we are rising, we bring everybody up with us. And so it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think it went, it went also like it, it goes back to at the end of the day, it's, it, was, it was a point when I realized that I can create my own life by design. And I didn't know that before. There was a point where I actually realized, you know, I'm creating it with every single step I make. And then when I hit that realization, I've asked myself, what do I really want at the end of the day? because the the because somebody said so or because I heard somewhere that's not mine and so I think that was part of the reason that keeps the overwhelm and you know lack of focus right and that takes me to to the next question on focus what do you think you know keeps entrepreneurs this lack of focus and I know a lot of it I notice a lot of it you know post-pandemic especially this this apathy also, uh, tiredness, you know, and and that has, I think, something to do with, you know, of course, lack of focus, you know. Why do you so think, I think there's more and more knowledge out there? There's more distractions. Yeah. Um, 
basically all these social companies have a team of people trying to hack our focus, right? They're hijacking yes. our focus. Uh -huh. They're paid to do that. And then we're experiencing like, oh, maybe I should do this, you know, FOMO, or maybe I should do this for my business. Yes. Oh, is there. <laughs> and you're just everywhere. Then you're, before you even start, your focus has been hijacked, right? And it's not even your fault. <laughs> yeah. People have paid thousands to do this, millions, a whole team. And so also we have in our brain, that's our amygdala, right? So basically it basically saves us. It says danger, you know, like, okay, like here, but we're running on this, like, kind of like fear of like missing out. So we're always kind of going in there like, oh no, we got to do this. We got to do that. So one thing to represent to you, it's a three minute habit and do it at the end of the day. We call it a wrap. The first thing is one is to review. The R stands for review. Review what you accomplished. Just sit there and be like, what did I really get done? And based on what you're saying, life by design, you get to actually see if these are the things I get done. Is this the kind, based on these actions, is this the life that I want? Yeah. Right. These activities I want. And doing that makes you be more reflective and proactive instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. Because then we have, remember, we're coming from social media. Now we're in reactive state, you know, and now we can go from a proactive and be like, Hey, I got this done. My focus was off. How can I be proactive? The next part is assess. Assess your day one through five. Was this an awesome day? Was this like a five? And then what you can do is you start looking at what makes your day a five. Sometimes it could be like amazing conversations, right? Or maybe it's like a being on a podcast or a podcast interview, but then you're like, okay, how can I create those days that are fives? And now you have data. So it's not you just thinking about it. You actually have data that shows. It. And then P is to prioritize the three things that you want to get done the next day. Mm -hmm. Taking that time so you don't go in the next morning, you know, wherever social media platform you're on, then you go on and then you're like, oh, what am I going to do? And then your focus right. gets that. <laughs> you actually have three things you need to get done. Mm -hmm. So if you do this at the end of the day, it is game changer one on your focus, second on how you're creating like the life that you want. Yeah. And one big thing, by the way, it's the biggest thing, constraints. Haven't you noticed like right before vacation that, you know, you're going to go away from week, you're super productive. And the reason is it's because like, you know, that you're like, oh no, I have to get all this done and I don't have time to mess around. Yeah. You know, if I want to have that week I off. I want to go on that vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's Love one of those it. things where it's kind of like that allows you that focus. So if you can say, if you really want to just work four hours, now you start thinking, uh, someone asks you, Hey, can you do, can you do this? Can you do that? You'll be like, Hmm, I only have four hours. Is this worth my time? I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that tip. Wrap, review, assess, prioritize. Love that. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. I like how it's, it's looking, reflecting on the day, but it's also looking forward the end of it, yeah. planning for, <laughs> for what's next. <laughs> Love that. Thank you for sharing, Tanya. Okay. So my last question actually is, what does it mean for you to be a woman, a woman of the world? You know, I'm passionate and we're all women of the world, no matter where we're born, where we come from. What does it mean for you to be a woman of the world? Um, I'm really excited just to learn more cultures and be involved in more cultures and having to, it's kind of like the four minute mile, right? When the guy did a four minute mile, then everyone was able to do 
what they thought was impossible for men a mile. So the more women that we see from different cultures, you know, having this life, right? Not because you see there's women who are like having successful businesses, but they don't have a life. I want to see more role models for those cultures that have a profitable business and have a life so that more and more people can actually have it once they see it. I love that. Thank you. Beautiful. I love that. I'm all about work-life balance. <laughs> I love that. And maybe the, maybe there is maybe balance is is a big word, right? Maybe there is not a perfect balance, but I know exactly what you mean, and I'm 100% supportive of that. Beautiful. Okay, so I am going to jump on the last part of our conversation today, which has been so beautiful. Um, I feel like I want to continue. <laughs> But uh, let me jump on the rapid fire questions. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so my first question, your favorite book name is? That's a great one. Um, Outliers. Mm, good one. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Favorite international destination to visit? Vietnam. Mm, never been. Summer? Mm. Or winter? Yes, summer, but I'm embracing winter right now that I'm in Minnesota. They're actually doing <laughs> activities. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, and my last question is, things that you have discovered about yourself recently? I am in this fun path of understanding where um, going into more of the interpersonal stuff. So beyond like, you know, how you've gone to the inner child, have you ever done the inner child work? But then also where is this, if you do not release an emotion, where is it in your body? Yes. That is very new to me. <laughs> and it's been fun to kind of go into a world that I probably, to be honest, would have resisted, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to see it. And it's, it's great. You know, it's because there's a, there's the results world. And then there's stuff that's under that we don't even understand that, that makes our actions because it's so subconscious, the action. So if we kind of like see where our body is on that, we can move forward. It's, um, I know I'm explaining it really hard, like difficult, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm currently into mind and body holistic connection so I totally get it (laughs) energetically yeah it's uh, it's a newer field and so it's it's a big newer field that I think it's so fascinating I'm so happy I'm living this time to just you know to to be a woman first of all in in today's time but thank you for sharing those thank you for answering thank you for playing Okay, and this was Tanya Alvarez. Tanya, thank you for taking the time again. This was such a great conversation. And we will post uh, links for you to, for our listeners to reach out, uh, to check you, check what you're doing, some amazing work you are doing in the world. And until later, thank you very much. Thank you.